The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet 100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Man, craziness. Craziness happened at Aqueduct. Listen, whatever the glass slipper fell off of Aqueduct and it turned into a pumpkin pulled by some fucking rats, it it got insane over there. We had a, a big carryover in the pick six and the pick five. Just insanity. I love this track. Who am I? I'm your yeah, host, Chase Essams, the Wolf of Oakland. I've got with me Sarah L. Bodway. She's piping in because she's already just fucking excited to talk about Aqueduct. How's it going, Sarah? Uh, it's going good. It's my favorite track. I mean, well, not really, but the Naira Circuit is definitely the one that I follow the most closely. So anytime there's a little bit of chaos over there and there's a good carryover, I'm excited and I'm hoping for some double carryovers. So we're recording this Thursday night after the Thursday card rain. Were you able to, to get onto any of those big prices? today that that came through no i barely watched today uh, i had a bunch of other stuff that i was doing for uh some content stuff so it was probably for the best and i i finally got clued into it towards the end like it was you know drying out main track which like just turns it into a friggin' conveyor belt it seems like and the rail was dead so just like any horse that could send from the outside and like pin the other speeds to the inside was just able to absolutely cruise, and there were some bombs. I, I made some really snarky tweets about people complaining about, like, Chocoduct and, and things like that with, like, a screen grab of a $93 winner followed, followed by, like, a $70 winner right after it. Uh, so what are we doing today? We're going to be taking a look at the Saturday Pick 5 for Aqueduct. That's right, late in the week. That's when we get in, into the, the horizontals and stuff. Early in the week, it's for the Bankroll Builder Show. Uh, but yeah, we'll have plenty of time to get into it. You got to go to the Breeders' Cup. You got to see Flightline in person. Uh, how has your life changed? <laughs> uh, really cool to be there in person and see this one as my first Breeders' Cup with so many uh, superstars that we saw over the year. Obviously, Flightline being the star of the stars and just wild to see that race in person. And I think we all kind of gasped collectively as a crowd through the opening couple of fractions for that race with him and life is good, uh, really splitting off so significantly from the rest of the pack. And then obviously it was not quite at the rail for flight line. It was a couple, a uh, couple seas of people back, but you got to see him in person cross the wire first and the whole winter circle celebration. So really cool to see it. And especially uh, memorable now, obviously that being announced as his last start. Yeah. He just, he flew off the screen and into America's hearts, except for like the uh, old school horse player haters who are just like, no secretariat, you haven't run enough races. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I feel like those are also the people who hate like 
the new transfer for rules in college sports. They're like, no, you have to stay there all four years. You can't move around like other college students or anything. Um, how, how dare anything change ever? I know. So I, I this thought crossed my mind before we started. Uh, your Twitter handle at Outrun the Odds is actually kind of uh, kind of coming into play with uh, your number of guest appearances vis a vis. Uh, Matthew DeSantis uh, at failed to menace uh, you're starting to creep up on him now I think you've gained like two like it's it's going to be a real battle all the way down to the end of the season I don't know when the season ends uh, hopefully uh, sometime after my death but I think I think given enough time you could you could possibly you know push it up to, to actually overtake Matthew as the the uh, most uh, the most visited guest I'm just hopeful that we can continue to spar for this lead as long as possible. Since like you said, uh, if the season ends, I feel like that means there's no more podcast and that would just be sad for us all. I, I had a really trippy moment where I, I've been doing some stuff for sports gambling pod, the, the sports gambling podcast where like, you know, trot down some time codes for them. And they had a guy on to do like a world cup preview. And it was Matthew DeSantis. Like, except with no glasses and, like, long hair. Same hat, turtleneck. Like, it was uncanny. It was crazy. I, I have not seen a doppelganger of that quality possibly ever. Uh, I, I was really I was really impressed. Also got really in the weeds with that. I don't think I've slept since. It's really, like, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to wake up in a dark place after after seeing that. Well, it seems like Matthew doesn't sleep with the amount of work that he does for his real job, as well as all the horse racing content that he pushes out. So uh, maybe there's some sort of crazy loop where we're all just in this podcast room together forever. Him, him with his real job. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? I know taking... who has a real job. God. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I literally just don't leave the house and talk to people on the, uh, on the internet who probably just wouldn't talk to me in person. So, uh, all right. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTV. When we get back, we're talking the late pick five for this Saturday at Aqueduct, the 19th. We will be right back with more Notorious OTV. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And where are my manners? I left this out earlier. It's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. 
RIP Dave Lifton, Lifton at Large. Uh, that was sad to see. I used to always check into like the Blood Horse app for his like Lifton at Large for the weekend, and it was usually just be like, no, I'm I'm right, he's wrong. I got to I got to figure it out. But that just kind of feels like the the nature of of you know horse playing is. And it's the great thing about Paramutual is like you always want to be have the better opinion than everyone else, especially when they have like a column. Um, so I know I've got like probably I'm out here inspiring like a young generation of haters more than likely. I'm glad you mentioned him because that's one of the first articles that I really started reading on a regular basis. And as someone who doesn't consume a ton of horse racing media, as far as other people's opinions, now that I work in it and I'm creating it and I'm just, there's not enough hours in the day for all of it. Um, that's always something that I would, I would check out. So that's very sad to hear. Yeah, I, uh, I'm like you. I, I really don't take in very much, uh, I guess, auxiliary uh, horse racing content. I, I think it's because most of my time is spent occupied re-listening to my own podcast, uh, wearing a skin suit like Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. Um, it, it puts the lotion on the skin if it says, um, five more times again. Um, so Is that your word? Like the go-to word that makes you bang your head against the wall every time you hear it back? Because mine's yeah. interesting. Do you have like different like ways that you say the word interesting that you're like, no, that was a good interesting. I can keep, I can use that. But if I use it with this tone, it's no good. No, it's always, oh, I, you know, this horse is a little bit interesting. And then I just want to throw something. I have also noticed I started a lot of sentences with, I feel like, which I don't know. I feel like is good for therapy, but probably I was just going to say. <laughs> I hey. feel like that's the that's the way the therapist would recommend that you communicate um, with I statements first, I, right? You want to yeah. make sure that you're saying it's how you feel or how you're perceiving something instead of commanding or telling someone else their perspective. That's that's not a, that's not the worst. Sarah, I feel like we're deflecting from the Aqueduct Late Pick Five, so it's going to be Saturday, <laughs> the nineteenth of uh, November, uh, post time for the first race, which is race six, two sixteen Eastern, one sixteen God's time. It's going to be three turf races, two dirt. We had the races come off of the turf today. Uh, it looks like sunny, breezy weather uh, for the rest of the week, so I do not expect these races to come off of turf unless something just crazy happens, like uh, that scene in Bull Durham where Kevin Costner breaks in and gets a rain out by turning on all the sprinklers. Doubt that happens, though. So let's go ahead and start it off with race six. This was a $90,000 allowance with conditions, a mile and three-eighths. On the turf, uh, I, I thought you could single here, but also ended up spreading out because I lack self-confidence. What did you do here? <laughs> um, this is a way to start out for sure. I feel like some of these shorter-priced horses, while I wouldn't say that I'm totally against them, um, they're a little tough to take in what looks like a wide open spot to me. And I think that we do start with that ever popular question in these Naira turf races of who's going to go to the front, because it doesn't really look like there is a clear confirmed speed type horse in here. So I feel like we're going to get a traditional slow fraction walking the dog early gate to wire kind of winner. And I don't really know hundred percent sure who that's gonna be so that makes that even more difficult 
And I think this constitution lawyer is going to take a significant amount of money because he has been facing tougher company coming out of that grade two Hill Prince last time. But I don't know that I really want to take anybody at seven to two who was 20 to one, 14 to one, 12 to one and 36 to one in all of his turf starts. And really the turf start that was the best was probably the first time that he got on it. Um, I feel like the interesting horses, there we go with the word interesting, are the and number nine. the I feel statement, too. Look at it. Oh, my God. I We've said it like eight <laughs> times since then. I can't stop hearing it. I know. It's going to be the theme. The number nine, hail to these, is the one that I feel like you wanted a price because this one is so lightly raced and coming off a major layoff. Uh, ha- hasn't run since Keeneland in April. And Christophe Clement is good with these types of breaks for his horses, 23% off 180-plus days. So I feel like with this one, you don't really know who this horse is, and there's plenty of room for improvement now going this mile and 3 sixteenths, which he has done before. And then the horse that's getting a ton of makeover style improvements with a new trainer, new jockey, different distance, cutting back from a mile and a half, first time gelding, is the number four Curbstone, who is also 15 to one. And if we've learned anything this year, it's that Javier Castellano is the renaissance man of all time, and you definitely don't want to discount his horses. So my strategy in here would probably be to try to find some prices. I might include a couple of them because I have some better opinions later on and just try to to catch a bit of a long shot uh, and beat some favorites early on. I, I thought that this would end up being a, just a really spread out group at the first call. I think you've got two speeds up front uh, with the four, uh, which was uh, Curbstone, which you mentioned, and the the six Good Medicine. I could see those two out front. I have I feel a little bit skeptical that they would be able to last. Um, I ended up with a horse that I really liked, but I couldn't make myself, you know, single. Um, for one, I, I am an admitted, you know, pocket trip simp. Like I, I just love me some fucking pocket trips. And I think, you know, how I feel about Kentucky down shippers. I am just a dirty little pig boy, little pig boy. (laughs) Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets to stand on. We don't kink shame here. All right, so I really like the pocket trip that the two dripping gold at five to two on the morning line might get. Uh, more like dripping in back class, honestly. Uh, you have a horse that's had some uh, graded stakes uh, experience. Should McGahey seemed really kind of aggressive with where he was spotting this horse up, and that's very much not the the Suge move. Like he really kind of brings them around slow. So I think he thinks quite a bit of this horse, and this feels like a like a good kind of like gear up for. Uh, you know, maybe a stakes race down the road. Now, with that being said, I I know in my bones that uh, I, I could probably single dripping gold, but I'm spreading out three deep, and I'm using all of the horses that I feel are sitting in this pace wave behind the four and six, and that's going to include the eight, Danzig with the stars at nine to two, and uh, the ten, Chulane, which that just feels like a name that's yelled out of a trailer door. Uh, Chulane! Back in here. Um, I, so I'm, I'm kind of spreading out with that pace wave going three deep to start. I, I feel like their price is down the line and I don't want to go out here. But of course, that is why God made pick four. So I was two, eight and ten uh, for that. Uh, if you want to get bolder than I, maybe consider dripping, you know, dripping in gold, um, which was the name of my first mixtape, by the way. 
I have a copy somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. Doesn't it bother you that he hasn't won since his debut, though? A little. That's probably what led to me not singling. Um, but I thought, okay, so goes out, just doesn't necessarily have the right run style for uh, for the, the race at Kentucky Downs and then comes back and just runs a, a great race where it really kind of like changed it up, you know, kind of got this horse a little bit more more aggressive. I, I think the horse is, is progressing a little bit. It's kind of been like all over the place with, you know, where, where it wants to be in the race, which I know, I mean, fractions will probably dictate that more than, you know, any sort of instructions from Suge. But I, I think the horse you know, off the layoff coming up with a, you know, third by a neck uh, was a pretty strong sign. So, you know, it, yes, it bothers me. And that's, that's probably why I'm, I'm, I'm two deep or uh, three deep and not one deep. All right. So <laughs> race seven, which the geo Ponte stakes, which I, I mean, as someone who's been a fan of uh, geo automobiles, like the geo storm uh, for a long time, I'm really glad that they finally got to sponsor a, uh, a uh, stakes race in Naira JK LOL. Um, this is a mile and a 16th on the outer turf, $135 uh, purse for three-year-olds. This is no Lasix for any of these horses. I did single here. I got, oh, did you single steady on? Nope. No, I got, Ooh, I got creative even better. All right. I uh I got I have noticed people on TVG keep saying crazy with the cheese whiz. I, I'm not going to copy that. I will say that I got uh, a little out of hand with the produced uh cheese food product in an aerosol can. That's that's what I will say instead. Um, but guess first, what did you do with the Geo Ponte steaks? Well. <laughs> If anybody's been following me on Twitter or knows me at all, you know that there is one of my favorite pets in this race, and that is the number 402035, uh, a name that's fun to say uh, and also a pretty decent horse. And I actually did a whole spiel about him on my uh, Outrun the Odds video segment for this week, so it's more in-depth over there. But basically, his two seconds at Saratoga this summer at huge prices those races were not that bad. And I think that if he runs one of those efforts, you're looking at a serious contender here and he is 15 to one on the morning line. And I think people are going to be very dismissive of him after that failure as the favorite last time out at the Meadowlands. But in that race, there was absolutely no speed at all. He broke from the rail and he had to be on the lead basically for the first part of that race, because I mean, you think New York is slow. That was slow. So I don't really blame Eric for having to be in that position early because I just don't really know what else he was supposed to do, but he does steady just a little bit going into the turn and it really drops him back into what ends up being a really bad trip because then he has a horse coming up on the outside. He has the horse that was in front of him backing up in his face. And by the time he's clear again, he just has no punch in the lane. So I feel like all of that confusion kind of just doled his run and then if you get rid of that race you're looking at a horse that was really close to the pace two back and then stayed on for second in what was a pretty paceless race finishing second to the favorite in there and then in the better talk now stakes I mean he closed from last to be second um, because that race actually had some legitimate pace early on and that race was won by wit who I feel like in this spot would be a very heavy favorite so 
I mean, steady on the eight looks kind of like the next best over bet. Irad Ortiz, Todd Pletcher horse that I feel like a lot of people are going to rely on very heavily making his stakes debut. But if I can get 02035 in second, I feel like that's much more worthwhile exacta. Uh, as a podcast rule that if you say wit, you, you are required to f- follow it by more. Um, it's my favorite, favorite horse of all time. So I, I got creative here with my single. I went with number one, Churchtown at six to one. Ships in from Woodbine. Uh, been running extremely well whenever Emma Jane Wilson was up. Uh, you know, has some pretty strong performances. Last out with Declan Carroll up. Finished uh, second in the uh, Toronto Cup at Woodbine. Uh, I, I would say the performance was an A. A? See what I did there, Canadian folks? Um, I really like this horse to kind of actually sit like an inside on the rail rated position really close to the lead. Normally, I don't really like that ride, but I think it really kind of works out here. Uh, I also really like horses that have been running on all-weather tracks moving to any other surface. You'll say, Chase, but the Toronto Cup was on the turf. Yeah, but they weren't training the horse on the turf. Like, the horse was actually training over the tapita, and that's another angle that I'll look for. Like, I'll look for horses coming from the Keeneland training track. That's the all-weather moving to, you know, a a different surface for for a little pop there. So, uh, you get Junior uh, Alvarado up. Um, The horse is really, you know, taking the step forward just speed figure-wise between the uh, the optional claimer uh, at Woodbine at 7.5 to the uh, mile race, uh, the, the Toronto Cup. So, I mean... What can I say that, that James Brown hasn't always already said for me? Um, yes, I'm, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- I might have should have slept before I handicapped this. I feel like I've gone just off the rails with some of these picks. Uh, right. <laughs> Race eight. We'll have to wait because we got to take a break here at the Notorious OTB. We'll be right back with the rest of this pick five. And I feel statements. Stick around. <laughs> We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. It's a $250 cash and $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Make sure to check out all the World Cup content on sportsgamblingpodcast.com and get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the D-Gen in your life. I really like the baby fucking whale shirt. All the college experience shirts. There's even this year's Tickle Me Elmo, a.k.a. the draft day puzzle with Kramer's face on it. And plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code Dallas Sucks, D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S, as if you needed help spelling suck. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. You know, sir, I started with like four like Notorious B.I.G. sound drops, and now like I'm scrolling through, and I, I'm really worried that if someone were to just like scroll through here and look at some of these, they'd just be like, what the fuck is with you like what happened to you as a child to want to incorporate all these different sounds that you have uh i'll tell you what's wrong with me is i'm crazy for this aqueduct pick five race eight twenty five thousand dollar claimer it's for non-winners of two lifetime eight furlongs on the main track uh i thought this pace might get pretty quick here how'd you think it's set up 
Yeah, I mean, Timeform agrees. It has little fast pace with the fire emoji, so we like to see that. Um, I, I kind of lean towards the class droppers in here, going with the number two, Emperor's Cause, and the three, Abundant Honor. I think Abundant Honor is the one that I would lean a little bit more heavily on. Um, this one at this at the claiming level last time, uh, or two back, sorry, when breaking his maiden, um, that was his first win, his best figure or second best figure so far. So I feel like this is a more realistic level for this horse. And then with the number two, Emperor's Cause, I mean, you're looking 10 strike racing, Michelle Giangiulio dropping class to a more realistic level for this one. Um, two back, he did finish second at the uh, $40,000 tag, now drops for the 25. So I feel like they're, they're trying to get a win, be done with this guy. Uh, I would probably mostly rely on these two. If you wanted to get a little bit creative, I guess maybe you go to the number eight, Salute to America, putting those blinkers on and dropping in class as well. In for the tag for the first time for the Morley Barn. Um, but I think that he would also have to get a little bit faster in the spot too. I appreciate your effort to get creative and make handicapping jazz. Are you aware of the music known as jazz? So I, what am I, here for? I, I want to point out one horse in here, and that is Fenway. This horse is the cautionary tale of what happens to horses when they move out of the Bob Baffert barn. This horse, in its last three starts, has lost by a cumulative 71 links. It is the reverse flight line. We have found the op the, the photo negative of flight line, and its name is Fenway. Go Socks. Um, I yeah. So I thought this got like a pretty hot pace, and you know, once again, looking for horses that are going to be sitting off of it a little bit. And uh, I ended up with my top pick being this feels apropos with the 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 twitter beefs going on uh the five swift tap at six to one uh this horse really needed a fucking break it ran so many times at oakland uh over the winter and uh just didn't ever really get, get any time on the shelf uh and then takes you know a race off gets just mugged at the gate has a disappointing performance and so i think that's what's really kind of elevating that uh that price a little bit uh, you get a big weight break with uh, Jose Gomez up, which I um, go between hating Jose Gomez and being kind of okay with Jose Gomez, but I, I kind of like him on this mount here. It's for Rob Atris, who's 20% at, uh, I guess, just a regular duct uh, now. And uh, I, I really like that one, but I was using a second horse, too, going horizontal, um, which this one, I mean, I feel like I'm admonishing a lot of people, but... Mr. Candy Ride? Come on. Are you serious? Like, how? How? Come on. It, you can be creative with horse names. I imagine approaching this horse and being like, uh, Candy Ride? I'm like, no, that was my father's name. Call me Mr. Candy Ride. Uh, yeah, pace really warms up, and this one's going to be flying right up the middle of the track. Other, you know, another pretty good price at four to one. Um, you know, I, too deep. I think you very much could go a little bit deeper than that, uh, especially if you watch. Friday's races and you see horses just tearing ass and getting loose on the front. Like maybe they've got the, the track scraped down or something, which I don't think they would really do for Gio Ponte day, but I've seen crazier things at Naira. I would just say, watch the early races. And if uh, early speed is cruising, then just um, do something I say never to do. And maybe just all burger this one. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're looking for the speed of the speed, I feel like it's going to be cash in a flash, don't you? More than likely. Hold on. Let me go pull up my bootleg. Uh, not Definitely not uh, time form projections. Let's see. 
So I had three, six, nine, ten, and like basically a four horse wave all, all right, all going five and seven sitting behind them. I probably should audible off of Swift, Swift tap if he's getting going to get the projected trip because uh, it means he'll be the horses pinned to the rail. It's been a dead rail, tiring rail. You can just watch the replays from today and see how hard those horses that were on the inside just dropped anchor and, and just started dragging. So I. I use that one as the horses that would be first run. And then, you know, looking at Miss Senior Candy Ride, uh, it was going to be the horse that was going to be coming from way off the pace. And I mean, if we're getting flame emojis, it's my understanding uh, of emojis that flames mean uh, uh, heat uh, or things that are, are fire, uh, which generates heat. So if it's a hot pace, uh, yeah, Mr. Candy Ride uh, could, could be one to pick up the pieces if horses can actually make up ground. I think that covers all the angles. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much got that one fucking surrounded. Race nine, $75,000 New York bread, non-winners of some condition, six furlongs on the outer turf. It so bugs me that they call it the turf and the outer turf and not outer turf or inner turf, or they haven't found, like, why don't, why don't we call it, name this after, like, why don't we name the, the inner after, you know, Mayor LaGuardia or something. Um, I thought this was a ton of, speed in here but guess what it's a no there isn't <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a turf sprint as is tradition there is a ton of early speed here um i'm very spread out uh but my top pick was a was a bomb um what did you do did you also see bomb potential um yes i have one insane horse that i'll talk about in a second but first i have to talk about my other pet that is in the sequence and that's the number eight master of the tunes who i have been picking and betting on for so long that the connections actually reached out to me and apologized because she just doesn't win um so i have been losing money on this horse for quite some time but thankfully i did not bet her two starts ago when she actually probably should have won um, and she was second at 11 to one in a, in a race going a mile. And now we're cutting back yet again after she's had several races routing and she's done okay at this uh, shorter distance before, but you're looking at a horse that's run 17 times and she's won once and we don't love that. So I got, I, like I, I got cracked funny. up thinking about your story. Give me the horse's name and number again. Master of the Tunes. Master, okay, for, for Jad's Racing. So the Jad's folks reached out to you and were, like, super apologetic for, oh, man. Um, that's, the trainer's that's awesome. son, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I feel bad. I was like, I feel bad. Um, but it depends on what price she is, honestly, and, and we'll see how the races are kind of playing out that day, if I end up including her or not. Um, she is getting a rider change to Jose Ortiz, who has ridden her before in the past, um, but I feel like she kind of gets herself into random trouble where she can be a little headstrong early or there's just always something that goes wrong that ends up being an excuse for her. And, and finally, I've just decided that it's her. Um, but for an actual price, I feel like the crazy wild horse that you might want to consider in here might be the seven serenade soldier who is trying the turf for the first time. Um, and she is a war dancer. And the dam was uh, pretty much synthetic and turf only. And this horse was turf meant on debut way back forever ago last year in November of 2021. Um, it did no running in that debut effort, then came back 
in January of this year, gets a sloppy track, goes out for the main 40, wins, and now we see this huge break and trying the turf for the first time, finally for Natalia Lynch and Jose Gomez. And by the way, with a very small sample size, those two are 43% together. That's, you know, I feel like we haven't been on the same horse yet. Oh my God, is it time? Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. My top pick, number seven, Serenade Soldier at 20 to one. Had pretty much the exact same thoughts. Two career races that were washed off. Love that they add the blinks. Gets the go-go juice, the Lasix for the first time. Maris produced another turf winner. It's a hunch play, but if I'm right, I'm a paid-ass Quasimodo with this hunchback play right here. Yeah, I, I love it. I also, though, did go five deep, to be fair. Um, I I did not use your your politely apologetic connections horse, though. Um, but she which, doesn't win. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> that sounds, like a, that sounds like, a, like a show bet right there. I am not above show betting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I, I was three, four, five, six, seven here. Um, Shigeko, which uh, sounds like, I don't know, uh, what the Geico Gecko might have named his first female child. Uh, you know, it, it, Christophe Clement. He of the seasonally appropriate uh, trouser color palette. You know, he's moved on from the salmon huge chinos to the to the more like Merlots, the Bordeaux, the the earthy birches. You know, the the man knows how to how to switch up a color palette with the uh, with the seasons. Uh, I also knows how to train a horse like Shigeko six to one. Uh, I used the four Lady of Thorns in twelve to one. Uh, hey, ton of pace. Off the pace, could close for a big score, stocking for about four or five back. Uh, the five, uh, smoking hot kitty, which if you are a kitty or a kitten, don't smoke. Don't smoke. Just vape. Vape your drugs. Uh, and then the the six, and I actually went back and forth between the six and the seven on, on my top play, uh, Patria. Uh, this should be out in front. I mean, how many times do I tell myself these races won't be won by a horse that is actually out on the lead, and then a horse goes, you know, 20 and change the opening quarter and holds on. So I I'm, I'm covering there. Plus if it was off turf today, you got to think it was pretty saturated, might be drying out that whole turning into a conveyor belt thing still applies on turf. Drying out turf can get very speed favoring super boggy turf. Not so much, but uh, you know, it could really shape up for a horse to kind of freak on the front end. Um, yeah. So five deep, how many? How many did you did you go here? Oh, let's see. I would use Shijeko. I would use Patria. I would use Serenade Soldier, and I would use Master of the Tune. So four. Man, there we go. Glad glad we were all spread out here once again. We've pretty well got it fucking surrounded. So <laughs> let's a big payday surrounded in race ten. It is the money leg. This is where you make generational wealth where you can say things like this hey 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 don't rub on that you block that you understand that's alpaca that's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca you block that shit you don't rub on put the club soda on there get the club soda get the get the rock salt clean my alpaca hired help all right it's forty thousand dollar new york bread maiden claiming six furlongs it's on the main track I feel kind of warm and fuzzy that it's closing on the dirt because I love winter ducks dirt. Whenever they cover the turf with the, uh, the slip and slide cover, 
which uh, I have a friend, Ben Wilkie. He works for like the, the Naira like video crew. Like I really think we could get him to set like a land speed record on his belly. Like if we just like soaked that thing up and just kind of sent him off on his way. Uh, I, I think he'd go easily like 19 to the opening quarter uh, on his, on his stomach. He might lose a nipple in the process, but I think he could do it. Uh, my note for this race is uh, crazy shit happens in the last ra- race of the day at Aqueduct. Do you concur? Is that something you feel like you could concur with? You know, generally I would say yes, um, but I feel like those last races of the day are usually just these insane claiming races on the turf where you have no idea what's going to happen. So I feel like this is a different kind of chaos in a way with these two-year-olds because I don't feel like we see a lot of uh, two-year-old maiden races on the dirt ending a day. Yeah, it's... I... I got burned by the crazy today. So I, I put together a pick three that started in race seven where I hit the $70 horse. I got the chalk in the next. I was live to four horses. Uh, all of them would have paid north of $1,000 in the $1 pick three. And then I was like, oh, I'm set. Like I've got everything that I need here. And I got the crazy shit happens in the last race of the day at Aqueduct when another long shot come in came in. Forcing a four of six payout in the in the pick six. And uh, I, I, I'm leaning back into it. And I'm leaning back into the angle that I actually missed today on the horse that won. Uh, but I'm going to, you know, build up a little anticipation, some mystery here. What do you got, Sarah? Wasn't it fun that we have Maggie and we also have Maggie T.? Like you're That's in school good. in the classroom and you got you got regular Maggie and then you got Maggie T so you can tell them apart. Um, I don't really like either of them. I feel like the number nine Maddie's Grace is probably going to be your early pace setter. This one getting some class relief after two. you also have Sonia Nips, who's the Maggie's parents probably don't let them hang out with Sonia Nips or Knips, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Last <sighs> last nipple reference for the show. I hit my mandatory two. Uh, she's not allowed in any of the races. Um, no. Let's see here. Yes. Uh, Maddie's grace. I feel like is one that makes a lot of sense with the class drop. Um, and I feel like she's going to be on the lead early. She's also cutting back from the seven for a long distance last time, which was won by gambling girl who seemed like a decent horse at that time. I do like on her debut that she did show that early speed and kind of battled for it a little bit. Um, Lady Mine, a horse with experience, ended up getting the win in that spot. So I feel like she's just logical in this place. And then the number 10, Katie Cakes, is a first-time starter for Rob Falcone. Uh, this one has some decent workouts. They paid 40000 for her at the OBS October sale. Now they're giving her up for that same price tag. So I wouldn't view that as quite as much of a negative if they're letting her go for a lesser tag. But it's not exactly a positive either. But this one gets a pretty decent rating on our uh, first-timer power ratings report. Um, and then the number three, Super Slide. You got Charlie Baker going to his go-to. It's go-time guy with Joel Rosario also dropping in class as well. But I feel like this one is uh, is one that needs to show quite a bit more than she has in her first two starts. I feel like the universe is conspiring against me because I said that I wouldn't make any more references to the portion of the chest that I mentioned earlier. Now we have a horse named Super Slide. What the fuck? I know. Uh, also, I'm losing the battle for father of the year because there's a horse named Maddie's Grace, and my oldest name is Madeline, and I'm not using it. Um, so, <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> yeah, bet on Maddie's Grace. Um, 
I went super, super wide, another five deep, and I settled on the number eight dashing Della at 15 to one. Man, this really sounds like a like a new age kindergarten class with these names like Della, the 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 different Maggies, the Maddie, Sonia, Sonia, yep. Sonia, who's you know, you're not allowed to play at her house. Um, Katie yeah. who's probably just Katie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, so the angle that I missed today that I'm leaning into here is it's a second time starter, a horse that looks like it might have been a need the lead horse that didn't make the lead, packed it in, got a really dirty running line. And now I bet it's hard sent out. Why do I bet that? Gators up Kendrick Carmouche. You know, the man does one thing extremely well, and that is he does many things well. I'm a big Kendrick fan. Uh, but one thing that he does extremely well is get aggressive and just get a horse on a drive early. And so I could see him doing that with Dashing Della if that's the case, where if she just loses interest uh, whenever she uh, whenever she gets past or doesn't make the lead. Because, I mean, battled hard up until the second call and was just like, I'm done. Uh, also had to try to clear from like the 12 hole uh, last out. So, you know, being a little bit more inwardly drawn, switching from uh, Junior Alvarado or Junior, as I like to call him whenever I get, uh, he's like mini Rosario, I swear to God. Um, yeah, so Dashing Della, I landed on. Um, so other horses, I used the four, uh, just straight up Maggie at 20 to one, uh, speed to speed candidate. So I love park shipper shipping into Aqueduct. Uh, uh, mommy mo or mom uh, mommy joe dreams just fuck you for coming up with that horse name uh travel last out at the back aqueduct another wire candidate uh the seven uh good trouble i feel like uh, a shout out to late georgia senator uh john lewis who encouraged people to get into good trouble eased last out uh that is my horse racing discord's favorite bet back angle Eased last out. Those horses always run back big. Uh, and then I use the 10 Katie cakes. First time starter. Love the workout pattern. Bullet and stretcher. Uh, d- distance should fit. So it started conservative. Uh, it, you know, it got it got crazy there at the end for me with uh, with kind of how spread out I got. Um, I ended up with a $75 ticket for, for a 50 cent base. Uh, do you have your ticket ready to rattle off? I, I can calculate the, the cost for you if you need. Oh, sure. If you want to do some math for me, I can go through some numbers. Yeah. Let's start. Um, all right. So in race number six, we got one, two, three, four. We'll go four deep in race number six. I am going to be a terrible person and single the eight steady on in race number seven. Uh, two deep in race eight. We got four in race nine, and then three in the finale. Oh, 96, $48 ticket. Came, came in slim. I, that's, I'm not, I, when I say this, it, it's bold and not passive aggressive. It's not like me saying, I love how you'll just wear anything or something like that. It's a, <laughs> it's a, you know, I like the boldness. I like the bold play. Um, I was in the first leg two eight ten though. If you are listening and tailing me, uh, consider uh, tailing the name of my first album, the two dripping gold. Uh, that was singled to the one Churchtown, the Canuck Invader. Uh, I was too deep to uh, four and five in the third leg. Then I was basically just the whole 
walk to the window and say, give me the middle of the race in the fourth leg. I was three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, and in the last leg, I was four, five, seven, eight, ten. So we talked about this before we started. I, I've looked at today's sequence, you know, uh, Friday sequence. There is the possibility that we could maybe get a massive pick six carryover of two days at Aqueduct. We started one race back. Do you want to be bold and just handicap this like just now? Just like really get into the whole jazz thing? You hate jazz. Yeah. You fear jazz. Huh? Ah, Shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah, you fear jazz, don't no, you? No, I don't. You fear the lack of rules. No. The lack of boundaries. Oh, it's a fence. No, it's soft. Ah, what's happening? The shapes, the chaos. The shapes, the chaos. <laughs> Have you watched The Mighty Boosh before? No, I haven't. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's either way too weird for you or you'll love it. So <laughs> let's let's work work through this. Let's look at race five, which would be the first leg here. And it's a tough one. Six and a half furlongs on the main, $85,000 main special weight. And uh, you got a coupled entry equal protection and index fund, which I believe is, yep, Chad and Clarevic with Manny Franco and the other index fund with Irad Up. Both of them first timers, one by Good Magic, one by McLean's Music. Uh, I mean, it's a Chad horse, so it is going to be impeccable looking and pretty well trained, putting out good, good times. Uh, do, do we try to beat it? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, these two are going to take plenty of money. Looking at the uh, first timer power ratings for this race, you got two fives, which is the best that you can be. And the one that's actually at the top of our little list is the number four litigate who is not a part of this entry and who is two to one on the morning line. But this one kind of, I don't know about this guy for Todd Fletcher because there isn't really a ton of pedigree to speak of, even though they paid a decent amount for this one at the Keeneland September yearling sale. Um, and the dam had only tried the turf and was 0 for 2 on it. Another, none of the siblings have won yet. So, I mean, they must have seen something to be spending that kind of money on this horse. Um, the other one that is a five is one of the Chads, and that's Equal Protection who is the plain one with Manny Franco riding um, index fund is a four. Um, and then the Brad Cox Burster all the way to the outside. And the number eight is also a four. So I feel like all these horses are probably going to buy for all of the early money, but people love entries, especially to start a sequence two for the price of one of the horses with experience though. I mean, you got to look a little bit at the other Todd with Jose Ortiz aboard and clubhouse trying the dirt for the first time after three starts on the turf. And I kind of wonder, did they think that this one was going to need distance? Did they think that this one would take to the turf based on the pedigree on the damn side? I don't know, but this one has been progressively improving quite a bit, has two thirds to his credit. Now he's switching over to a different surface and I mean, should handle it. And I feel like of the horses with experience has definitely run the best races so far. So if all of these firsters just take all the money, I definitely want a horse with uh, with some racing experience in there uh, who, who could probably take to the surface, too. So I do like Clubhouse, but I have I have qualms. Um, I will say Tell there are there. Are, OK. Okay, I'm I'm laying laying back on my. Tell me like, how you feel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting the the box of. I'm laying it back on the chaise lounge. I got the box of tissues on my chest because I know it's going to be waterworks. All right, at this time of year, you run into something. Uh, my buddy Caleb Knight calls 
the issue of fake ass Todd's and fake ass Chad's. Like, if you're really good, wouldn't you be at Gulfstream right now? Like, why why didn't you get on the bus to Florida? Why are you still here in, in Ozone Park duking it out in the borough of Queens, home of LL Cool J? Need to find one of those sound drops. And uh, yeah, I that's the thing that worries me. But I do like Clubhouse for the Spitestown pedigree. Because Spikes Town will race you on anything. They'll race you on broken glass. They'll race you uh, on a, uh, a slip and slide that my friend just flew down with the on his chest with some Dawn soap. Uh, they're they just love to run, uh, and the sprint should really fit it. I you got Slip Mahoney. It's an Arrogate, and an Arrogate baby is like a special edition sneaker now. Like there's just a finite number that are that have been produced. Like you, the the secondary sales market is just crazy on them. Um, so let's look at Danube though. Uh, Thomas Albertrani, uh, was a John Sadler horse that ran at Del Mar off slow, pulled up, was rank trying to run from off the pace and then just fucking quit. Finished 10th, 27 lengths. I know this horse is a need the lead horse that didn't get it because they're throwing the blinks on today. It's not a strong move for Albertrani, but it might be the right move for the horse. I'm definitely going to include that. I'm going to look up the morning line on this one because I have a feeling that it's going to be pretty. 30 to 1. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say healthy, but I'm going to go ahead and say fucking big boned now at this point. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Dan Yube looks like one. Um, Spectacular. So, all right. This is how I play it, I think. I go around the Clarivix. Equal protection as a Clarivix horse cracks me up because he always has like finance related names. And it's like his HR department piped up and they're like, hey, whoa, you know, you're throwing all these finance names around. We got to make sure we have equal protection going. All right. I'm just rambling at this point. So I'm going to use the two at the rail because it's a Golden Sense baby. And I, once again, something else that I'm. Little pig boy. <laughs> Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand on. Hey, I have no shame. Um, so I'm going to go to Golden Bird Forest. I'm going to use the five clubhouse, and I'm going to use the seven Danube if, we, if this ends up being a two-day carry. No firsters. Fade them all. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. If they, if they were good... <laughs> they were good they'd be in hollandale beach florida right now that's my thought it's probably might be a little bit too early in the year for fake ass chads i feel like one more month because i mean championship time hasn't even started at gulfstream yet but that's kind of why i like the five a little bit because i feel like he he was being brought to saratoga as in they thought he was good enough um and maybe he just needed the dirt so we'll see all right well there's one thing that we learned today. It's, we've learned a lot about our feelings. This has been just an awesome episode for self-growth. We've learned that I have an unhealthy fascination with um, nipples, apparently. Um, I'm going to have a lot to work out with my actual therapist. Um, I'm glad that we could one. uncover all of these things for you in this, uh, in this meeting. And I feel yeah. like this is kind of what happens when we're not free until later on in the evening to record because you go through a whole day of being alive and then you get to the end. It's just like, man, I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Let's just ramble. (laughs) 
listen. Okay, so I'm I'm writing an article for for sports gambling, you know, podcast network that's regarding the XFL draft. Like they changed up how they were doing the draft on the fly. I was going to do the second day, which was they had this like different position group, and then it was like open all these different players, and they changed it to where it was just three rounds of them drafting specialists, which are like punters, kickers, and long snappers. I nearly just like fell into like a weird psychosis trying to analyze long snappers earlier talking about men who kick things for a living and other men who stare, stare back at things from between their legs for a living. So this was kind of refreshing. It got me back, uh, you know, awake and alive again, Sarah it has been a pleasure as always having you. Uh, I'll get, I need to get a, uh, a scoreboard for you and Matthew go back and go, go back and check and make sure I've got an accurate count. Uh, cause you're, you're catching up to him fast. We love Matthew. We'll have him back anytime. If you're just listening for Matthew, just hold, stay cool. He'll be back. Um, I'm talking to him got, next week, so it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> I, I, I talk to him every day. Um, I talk to him more than, mom, oh, than my own mom. Well, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> true. True. Um, what do you have anything going on, uh, this week or this weekend you want to, you want to call out before you go? Oh, as far as like my personal life or content, <laughs> I, I mean, we we go into either. Um, I was thinking content, but yeah, anything fun? What do you got? Yeah, my personal life is work. Um, yeah, for content, I just put out a video on the Horse Racing Nation YouTube page with my outrun the odds plays for this week. It's a very short little segment where I just very quickly tell you who I like at a little bit of a price. Um, it has to be 10 to one morning line or higher. I tell you what I like about them. We run through some replays and I talk really fast so that it's over really quickly. So you don't have to spend all of your time on it, but we get to the point. Um, and then we also have uh, some plays for Friday at Hawthorne um, in their late pick four, which is now guaranteed at a $25,000 pool every Friday. So I got a couple of pro reports plays on the Horse Racing Nation website for that. Uh, I'm talking to Matthew DeSantis next week for some Thanksgiving themed racing. We're actually going to cover the Comley and I think one other stakes race at Aqueduct. So there's always something coming up. There we go. And actually, it's going to be a dark week for the Notorious OTB next week. I'm I'm going to the in-laws like week-long uh, Thanksmas thing. Uh, my wife has like five uncles. They're all gigantic and they're all incredibly loud. Nice people, though. Love them to death. Nice people, but uh, not not really a great podcasting environment. So uh, we're going to be dark next week taking it off, but we will be back ready to really kind of get into the Kentucky Derby Trail uh oakland's gonna be firing up and i mean it is my my ancestral home uh my my feeding grounds so lots to look forward to we will catch you next time on the sports gambling podcast network thank you again to sarah see you in like a week